0: Hey.
1: Hello, everybody. What's up?
0: Griffin Unfiltered time.
1: Sing me a song, baby.
0: No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Wait. We already recorded this intro, and then Eric had to go and ruin it. So, I sang a really cool song for you guys, but I'm not going to do it again.
1: It said, Griffin Unfiltered, it's the best time of your week.
0: Something like that. <laughs> uh, we have some big stuff happening. We now have a six-month-old baby living in our house.
1: Six? Whole months,
0: six months, half a year. Wow, look at us! We did it,
1: we have made it. It's a big deal. She has made it. Yep. What are you drinking?
0: Water. Oh, actually, it's my favorite new sparkling water. I really love sparkling water. We probably go through like four cans a day between us, but each <laughs> I really love Topo Chico. It's a new one that I have discovered, and it's me and my mom call it the champagne. Of sparkling water because it's really really bubbly it's it's just really good I don't know it's the best sparkling water there is it is
1: pretty delicious
0: um so I'm drinking a Topo Chico with a hint of grapefruit what are you drinking
1: also a water yep sparkling
0: one of my favorite flavors that he's having is the Target brand sparkling water Target it's brand so good
1: strawberry mango better than and bubbly let me tell better you. than
0: Lacroix it's good.
1: It's better than bubbly and it's better than LaCroix. It's delicious.
0: So, that's what we're drinking. And why are we, we drinking this? I mean, I had too much tequila last night, and you know what happens when I drink tequila? I want tacos, and then I eat too many tacos, and then I wake up in the middle of the night feeling like a garbage can.
1: So, I got a text message at softball last night. We got our butts kicked, and I'm sitting there having a beer with the boys. And I get a phone call from the wife, and she says, "Can you bring me some tacos?" And I said, "Of course, baby, I'll bring you some tacos." So I spent $25 in Taco Bell, somehow. What
0: what he really said was, are you hammered? I said, no, (laughs) I'm not. I just want tacos. He said, "Mm mm-hmm. So, between the breastfeeding, the salt in the Taco Bell, and the tequila, I felt like a dried up raisin. I was so dehydrated. I feel like even when I don't have a glass of alcohol, it's really hard to stay up on your hydration when your baby is drinking so much from you and you're producing so much milk every day. It's like hard enough to stay hydrated without alcohol. So, I kind of have... Giving it up for a hot minute, even just one, because it's—I, it's not even like I would go crazy. I just have maybe one glass of wine, but it really makes you feel dehydrated, and I don't feel like I can afford that right now. It my definitely affects you. Boobs are taking all my water.
1: So we challenge each other to a one-week sober challenge.
0: Which isn't like hard. That not makes at it all. sound like we can't do it. <laughs> not
1: at all. Just a little, you know, detox week. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Another one of us drinks a ton. <laughs>
0: I just don't know if you're gonna be able to do it.
1: Probably not. I cracked a beer for the podcast you five minutes ago and had to dump it out.
0: Walked in with the cores in your hand, and I was like, "Wait, you told me this morning that you didn't want to drink for a week." I forgot. <laughs> it lasted like six hours. I'll probably um, forget again tomorrow. So, yeah, no big. I I love um, playing around with what I eat, what I drink. Like, I think it's important to not make like to not build your identity around anything, whether it's like you're someone who eats really clean and that's all you do, or you're someone who loves alcohol and you love to drink all the time. I think it's important to have balance in different areas of food and and drink and I don't know it's fun some days we are like we go all out it's celebration we have some alcohol fried food we just like love life have fun feel kind of crappy and then some days is like the opposite of that where you can just tell that your body needs a little extra love and um, I have a lot of salad and roasted vegetables and water and yeah
1: so Along those lines, the wifey made these super, like, awesome pre-made lunches that were just packed oh, yeah. with lettuce and cabbage and carrots and cucumbers, bell peppers. It was just like a big old... It was
0: like a Thai salad like that a I nutrient bowl. prepped.
1: It was bomb.
0: Yeah. I... It just made me
1: feel really healthy all week.
0: On Sunday, because you were golfing all day, I was like, I want to make my day productive because I'm going to be at home all day with the baby. So I ordered uh, groceries to be delivered and made a bunch of meal prep and salads. And I mean, it really has made this week a lot easier to Mm -hmm. just grab and go. It's been so nice having... And you eat healthier because you thought about it beforehand. And it's
1: right there sitting for you, just waiting for you to put dressing on it. And you're like, I'm going to eat this and it's going to be delicious. It is a jaw workout, so you're definitely working out while you're eating, but you feel good when you're done.
0: Salads are work. Um, Yeah, so I feel like for me the main issue is I'm hungry a lot breastfeeding and... um, I probably have, like, six meals a day, probably. And if you don't have any prepped food, when you just open the doors and it's, like, ingredients and you're hungry and your baby's crying or you know that they're only going to be napping for 20 minutes, it's hard to choose super healthy, like, nourish bowls because it takes time to prep. So, Mm -hmm. trying to get better at that. But some highs and lows from the week. Some pits. Some valleys. We got a lot to tell you.
1: What's your highs and lows?
0: (laughs) Okay. I will start with the low. My first law was that I almost died.
1: You almost died.
0: Do you remember?
1: Nope, no idea. Tell us.
0: (laughs) I have been having really bad heartburn and like acid reflux and sometimes when i eat stuff i don't know why and i'm still trying to figure out what the trigger is because it's only certain foods where it's happened it seems kind of random though but anyways i'll be eating and it gets stuck in my like chest area like i'll swallow it fine and then it doesn't go down it gets stuck like in my esophagus and stuck
1: in your craw
0: and i feel like i'm choking and it's like a big ball of food and it hurts and it's almost like my esophagus like spasms is what the doctor said Mm. um and so it doesn't, like, let anything through. So we were on a date last week, and I took a couple bites of Thai food. We were in the car because, like, we haven't been eating inside really because of COVID. So we eat, like, our food in the car date night. So I took a couple bites, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, it's happening because I've, I've, like, felt that before. And normally I have, like, some tricks that help. You can, like, jump up and down, and gravity helps, or sparkling water, which I didn't have. So I was like, stop the car. I have to get out. So I got out of the car. and like, pacing this random parking lot trying to get this, like, thing unstuck from my chest, and the food is just sitting there. I feel like I'm, like, choking. And I was like, okay, I'll just, like, chug some water. That always helps. So I chugged the water, and it didn't help. It, like, didn't push the food down like it always does. It got stuck, and it started backing up my throat, like, higher and higher, and I choked on it, and then I threw up in a bush. But that's not even the the, the peak of the story. When I threw up this spicy Thai food, it... (laughs) it came out of my mouth obviously my nose and my eyes so all of a sudden I am choking I have spicy hot meat in my nasal cavity and I have sriracha in my eyeballs it was absolutely unacceptable and disturbing and painful
1: yeah that was rough
0: it was probably one of the worst day nights
1: yeah (laughs) I think the the worst part was was I didn't really know what was happening, so I'm sitting in the car just watching her, like, jump up and down and, like... (coughs) Pace. And so, like, at first, it was a little bit comical. I was like, what are you doing? And I'm one of those idiots that laughs when people are in pain. So I was just kind of like, oh, haha, like, she's, you know, just something went down wrong or whatever, and I've had that before, and it hasn't been a big deal. But I didn't realize the actual situation of what was going on, so after we get home and everything we start talking about it julia comes up to me and goes so why were you laughing when i was like choking to death (laughs) and i didn't really have a good answer i was like i i don't know i didn't know how bad it was i guess yeah but i felt like a dick so sometimes it it was a
0: a whole thing i've been to a couple doctors in the last week and, and we're trying to figure things out but it's definitely not comfortable um, so that so, was probably my low <laughs> yeah, oh in probably. the worst part was because it hurts so bad. Um, from this big lump of food and then i was trying to swallow water and it wouldn't go past like the lump or whatever because like i said my esophagus constricted so nothing could go past so it was a lot of like pressure and pain from the weight of the water and the food and everything getting stuck and so i was in a lot of pain like my chest and my back hurt where it got stuck for like a day or two after and i was convinced because of dr google that i had ruptured my esophagus
1: You were 100%
0: convinced. 110% convinced. And in these articles about ruptured esophaguses, they were very clear that you only have 24 hours to be diagnosed and get it taken care of before you die. (laughs) So what did I do? I made a doctor's appointment for 12 hours post-traumatic syndrome. And then when the doctor was like, you're fine. It's acid reflux. It sounds like you're having esophagus spasms. Well, not fine. Like it's still, it sucks, but you're not going to die. I was like, okay, maybe he's right. Maybe he's not. And then guys at like 22 hours, I was started to sweat. I was like, I have two hours left before I die. I need a diagnosis.
1: And she played it off like, Oh, I just I need to run to the store and can you watch the baby? So I'm sitting here watching it's the baby. It's
0: embarrassing. And then
1: she texts me to and be says, such
0: a crazy person.
1: By the way, I'm at the hospital. Getting no, an exam. I
0: didn't. I said I'm at my doctor's <laughs> office. It's the same thing. The hospital is the emergency room. I almost went there too. So (laughs) I drive to my doctor's office, 22 hours post-incident, and I say to her, I show up without an appointment, and I say, I need a chest x-ray. I think I'm going to die, and you only have two hours to catch this, like a crazy person. I'm joking. I'm not a crazy person, but if you have health anxiety or you know someone who has health anxiety, you get it. Like health anxiety takes over your brain and especially when Google like confirms that you're about to die. You
1: you definitely love to do your research on Google.
0: It's a downward spiral, you guys. I have gotten a lot better, but this was just such a new painful experience and I didn't know what was going on that I kind of like felt like I had to cover my bases because I don't really trust doctors i feel like they're just kind of like okay move on you're fine and a lot of the time people aren't or they don't catch things like you have to be i am still i did go a little overboard but i'm still a firm believer that you have to advocate for yourself and you have to advocate for your own health because no one's going to advocate for you like you do and no one knows what you're feeling and how it feels like you feel it so anyways i went in got an unnecessary chest x-ray and everything was fine this is a
1: really long low
0: Well, it's probably just going to end up in the title of the episode. This was supposed to be like a six month podcast. It's probably just going to be like, This is how I almost died.
1: We're going to have a six month part two.
0: (laughs) So, anyways, that's Malo. What about you?
1: The earring that I almost lost. The earring of death.
0: What?
1: The back fell off my earring. The earring of death? Yeah, I almost lost it. It They're $3,000 earrings. I would have died.
0: That's so. And you say, I'm dramatic. (laughs)
1: yeah the their screw-ons and somehow the back came off maybe i don't know it was worn out the threads were wrong or something like that but i felt it really loose and it fell into my hand and that would have sucked to have lost a diamond
0: i fully agree i agree that would be terrible if i ever and, lost my wedding ring i would freak out so i get it
1: yep and some people would say that i'm dumb for wearing real diamonds in my ears but you know what my ears you're
0: not dumb you're classy react
1: to bad metals so i had to get real gold and I don't want to wear no fake diamonds. I was gonna
0: say your ears can't react to fake diamonds.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't know.
0: Uh, I like it. I think you're classy. So yeah, but he saved the earrings. They weren't lost. We got a new back. Everything is fine. Um, I would say that if that's your low, you're having a pretty good week.
1: It's an okay week. Yeah, it's been good so far. I, I do mean, you did almost
0: die like me.
1: The earrings, <laughs> of death, Did you not hear what I'm I talked about? <laughs> I do feel naked, though, because they're in the shop right now, and I've worn them for 10 years, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the most I've had them out is for, like, a day, and this is, like, the longest I've ever had them out, so
0: I feel naked. Weird. Um, I... What about highs? Highs. Highs, highs, highs. Um, there's actually a couple, which is good. I think it balances out the fact that I almost died.
1: (laughs) Okay, what are they? (laughs)
0: I think the high would be um I found this new app and it's called the Redecor app. Um it's really fun. It's kind of like you know how people are really into Candy Crush and it kind of helps you pass the time and it's like a fun brainless thing to do people or mindless thing really to do. People are
1: really into Candy Crush. This could be a totally different segment. I'm a legend in Candy Crush. You, you
0: are. Um. Okay, anyways, anyways, anyways. So it's called ReDecor, and it's so fun. It, it You get to decorate rooms and kitchens, and they have challenges and, like, one-on-one. And it's, like, real people who are decorating with you. And every time you decorate a room, you kind of, like, submit it, and then everyone votes. So it's really cool. Like, you spend kind of half the time creating, half the time voting on designs. Um. And then you get prizes when you get placed. So it's pretty cool because it's not just, like, a computer gives you points or something it actually is people voting for who made the best you know rustic bathroom or the best modern vanity it's really fun there's like different type of types of materials that you use to build it and I've gotten like pretty I've gotten a couple like first place and it's just really fun I like it
1: what you've told me is you've never finished lower than I think you said seventh place yeah I'm something like that pretty impressed kind of of legendary on that game (laughs) um what kind of prizes do you win though
0: you just win, like, more stuff for decorating and more money mm-hmm. to buy supplies.
1: So, they just get you hooked by offering you more in-app features.
0: Totes. And this is not an ad, but it sounds Genius. like it. Anyways, Maybe another we'll get high... sponsored by
1: them. I'm still looking for that for a sponsor.
0: Another high would be that my mom, on Livvy's six-month... Okay, on Livvy's actual six-month day, she was a psycho. Not a psycho. She was... A wild lady. She's teasing,
1: so she was a little crazy. It
0: was just a lot to deal with. Uh, Eric had softball that night, so I was at home with her and just, like, really at the end of my rope, just struggling. Like, I washed my face that night in her bathtub water because it was just that kind of day. Um, but my mom called me randomly and said, hey, put in an order for Cheesecake Factory. I'm going to go pick it up, and I'm coming over, and we're going to have a fun night and celebrate live." And I just thought that was really cool because it was a hard day. And um, it was really good food, and we got to hang out and laugh. And when you got home from softball, we all just kind of, like, had a really good family night, celebrated live, and she had some noodles with us. It was fun.
1: And we talked about this a little while ago to where we don't go crazy all the time, but that was one of those nights where we had... All the pasta.
0: Gluten all free. the egg
1: rolls. The pasta
0: was gluten-free.
1: stickers. The egg rolls
0: were made with corn, too.
1: Hell, the cheesecake. <laughs> there was four slices of cheesecake, and let's be real. Like, one of them is a little overdoing it, and we had four, and we just destroyed it.
0: We had two pieces left for the next night, but eating cheesecake two nights in a row from Cheesecake Factory is quite an indulgence. It
1: was tough. It, it was. My tummy was like, bro, you need to get to the gym.
0: A belly buster. You need I to don't do some abs. I don't even care about, like... Oh, this might make me gain weight. I'm past that, guys. I'm past that stage. Life is too short. Enjoy your body. Enjoy your food. What I don't like is when it just makes you feel like crap. I'm like lactose intolerant, about. and I can't have and I can't have gluten. And so, I I don't like the feeling of I'm super bloated. I have heartburn. I feel dehydrated. Like I my food's just sitting in my stomach for hours. That is what sucks. But completely sometimes it's worth it so
1: you have to indulge yourself you have to have some fun you have to enjoy your food and
0: yeah
1: I wasn't talking about the gym and like uh I'm gonna get fat but the thing I've been loving about going back to the gym is that like just the energy that it gives you so like
0: would you say that's your high for the week
1: uh no my high is that one of my best friends of all time moved to our home area
0: yeah pretty exciting
1: a eight minutes away and i think it's like 3.2 miles so that's exciting
0: pretty cool pretty cool i like it uh yeah so we got a new homie in the hood
1: new homie in the hood <laughs>
0: Um cool. So, as we dive into the topic, we wanted to talk to you guys about the crazy past 6 months because one of our first episodes and it's actually one of our most popular episodes, which I don't know why it's surprising to me. I just always feel like people don't if it's your kid, you love them, you think everything they do is amazing, but if it's someone else's child, you're kind of like, "Uh, eh, it's it's cool, I guess." There's not as much of an attachment, and so I don't know. I guess I was surprised when our uh, one-month recap after Liv turned one-month-old, it's like a really popular episode. So we kind of wanted to piggyback off that now that we've made it to six months and do a fun six-month recap where we're not going to bore you. We just want to talk about the best moments, the most unexpected things, and our scariest moment from the past six months. Dun, dun, dun!
1: what do you want to start with
0: let's talk about our best
1: first six months sounds intriguing
0: let's talk about our best moments
1: best moments
0: so i will start by saying the first time she laughed obviously baby's laughing is the cutest thing and if you don't like babies laughing you have no soul and the first time she let out a little giggle was at my parents house and i was doing a silly dance and ever since that night i have not stopped dancing like an idiot to make my baby laugh and singing and singing you're a dancer and a singer she loves it i'm a performer for my little my little audience
1: she loves everything she has gotten me out of my comfort zone and i don't even care i'm completely yeah just open
0: singing funny songs and i mean doing you guys heard me sing noises. at the beginning
1: of this podcast and i'm garbage but the baby likes it so that's all that matters
0: you're not garbage
1: My voice is when you sing. Oh my gosh, do
0: you guys want to hear the most embarrassing story about Eric? (laughs) I don't even know if I should tell. I'm not. I don't even want to tell it.
1: I sang a country song on a recording and sent it to her and I thought I was good. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I'm terrible.
0: We were dating for like a month and he recorded himself singing this country like love song and sent it to me.
1: (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) Hey, whatever. It worked out. She fell in love, right?
0: Oh my God. Oh, I'm like cringing for you. Okay, what's one of your best moments?
1: Um, The laughing clearly is awesome. But yeah. I took a little bit different of a little bit of a different approach to this. Like I didn't go best and worst moments. That's I fine. went what was easy and what was hard. That's so fine. like worst moments would be more of like what, what was harder than was expected or what was easier than expected. So for easy, I just think that loving her came so easy. Mm-hmm. I remember we were talking at the beginning about like, are we going to feel connected right away? Yeah. Are we going to feel like pulled to her, drawn to her or whatever? And yeah. I completely, since the second she's been here, just felt so deeply in love and like, Yeah. I don't want to put this little thing down. Like she's so cool.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. One of the unexpected things that I had was how much I loved her and how natural mothering is for me. I was so worried the whole time i was pregnant about not catching on quick enough and not bonding with her i focused so much on what if i have postpartum depression and kind of just focusing on preparing for the worst because Mm -hmm. i didn't want to be unprepared if it happened Mm -hmm. but it was like best case scenario there was hard nights there's been hard days there's definitely been days i've been really depressed or struggling mentally and with my thoughts but it's not something that lasts for weeks and months And I think that's just life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just love her so much. Even after a hard day when I'm struggling or exhausted or frustrated, I still look at her and just love her so much. And I'm so bonded to her. And being a mother has been so natural to me. I've never done it before and didn't really have confidence that I'd be good at it. But Mm -hmm. I just...
1: Yeah, you've, you've blown me away with how natural and easy it's come for you. Like You've just taken to being a mom, like, butter takes to bread. Like, you just melted right into it. And, like, well, look at that it.
0: analogy. I melted into it like butter. Like butter, honey. Um, I really like um our photo shoot that we recently did. We posted some pictures on Instagram. That
1: was a blast. I
0: have a friend who um is an amazing photographer and she wanted to do some family pics for us. They turned out so cute, so beautiful. I felt like this fairy garden nymph woman and I was wearing this like beautiful white flowing gown and it was just so fun and so not our normal day to day. I'm normally in sweats and have like throw up and a bun. But It was really nice to feel beautiful and to feel like the embodiment of the feminine and the embodiment of motherhood and divine feminine and just to have that couple hours of feeling really beautiful, looking great with my little cute family. I don't know. And we got some breastfeeding pictures that were really, really special sitting on this like beautiful like log in the middle of this field and mm-hmm. breastfeeding her with my beautiful white flowy dress. And it's been such a journey the last six months that I almost felt like I kind of took a breath and was like, oh my gosh, like look how far we've come. We made it. And I love that we have pictures to memorialize that.
1: Totally. And I think it's cool that you were able to capture the breast breastfeeding so that you can remember it when she's so small because that was one of the hardest and also most rewarding things like yeah. when we started it was so hard when she had a tongue tie and she struggled to latch and she just it just didn't seem easy and then once we got that fixed it like, wasn't at all i think that was one of the most like the happiest moment you know we're talking about happier sad moments or whatever and that was i remember you raised your hands in victory. Because yeah. of the latch that she had. And she was just chugging. And it was like, mm-hmm. wow, we're, we can do this. We're here, you know.
0: So the fact that my body is still producing milk. Still doing me such amazing favors on the daily. I'm so grateful and feel so blessed. And originally when I was pregnant and thinking about breastfeeding. I didn't really have a any concrete goals but my thought was it would be really cool to make it to six months at least and if I could make it to 12 months great but I wanted to leave like a grace wiggle room for myself if it didn't happen and so being able to take those pictures right around six months old of breastfeeding, it felt like oh my gosh I made it to my goal I made it to my original goal we did it and I just love that we have those pictures now
1: and you have done fantastic I'm super proud of you
0: thank you um, Some surprises from the last six months, we talked about that too, is mm-hmm. like how much personality she has and what a little human she is already.
1: That's what I wrote too, just I, how interactive she is, how mm-hmm. much fun she is.
0: When I thought of babe, like new babies, little babies, basically any baby under 12 months old, I just thought they were like a slug. And they just kind of, like, sat there and, like, looked round and didn't do anything and flapped their legs. And I just didn't see there being any, like, humanity to them. Or connection. And so it's crazy how human she is and how much personality she has and how she likes certain things. And she's funny and she's wild and she's definitely extroverted. And she's just such a sweet little person. And you can already see all the little pieces of her coming together. It's Mm -hmm. so fun.
1: Yeah, I had the same thoughts where we thought... You know, it's they're just kind of laying around, and all of a sudden, one day, they're walking, and then they're talking, and it's like, you hit these big milestones, but you, being a first-time parent, you don't think of everything in between.
0: Yeah, totally. She's so smart, too. It's cool seeing her develop all of her skills every day of, like, now I can roll, and now I can almost sit up, and now I like to grab things and taste everything and laugh at mom and i notice sounds and i love my dogs and i really like bath time and kicking and swimming and it's just been so cute to see everything she likes and her little personality
1: yep she is obsessed with the dogs i think that's pretty cool yeah
0: she is what about you babe anything else that was a surprise or unexpected
1: how easy it was to get up at night yeah i that surprised me so much because when we first started we're getting up three four times a night yeah and i remember a couple times we'd just be sitting there and we'd be telling each other jokes and we'd just be laughing harder than we've ever laughed like it was crazy just to
0: we had to make it fun
1: yeah and like it wasn't hard like it, it was almost like you wanted to
0: get up It was so, it's very like strangely motivating. I was kind of thinking of a good analogy this past week for someone who maybe doesn't have a kid and how people always tell you like being a parent is so hard and I used to get really annoyed with people being kind of negative about the whole thing and trying to give you this disaster story. What it's really like is when you have your own like passion project or your own startup business and you're so excited about it and you're spending long days getting your, um, getting your stuff together and researching and getting up your website and it's a passion project and so yeah you're putting in 12 hour days but you love it and so that's kind of how parenthood is it's like everyone talks about the work and makes it sound so hard and so scary but they forget that like you're super passionate about it you love it you want to do it yep. you chose it and it's super rewarding
1: yeah totally and and you always hear the horror stories about oh just wait till you can't calm them down they're they're crying hysterically or stuff like that and I don't think that's necessarily like... I don't think hard's the right word. It's not hard because it's like stressful or like something that you just can't do. It's hard because you feel like you can't help this little person. They can't communicate with you. You can't solve their issue. Like literally when they're crying, all you want to do is take the cry away and, and help them feel better and make them laugh. And sometimes they're just crying because they're gonna cry because they're a baby
0: a good way to put it that it's doable but it's it can be hard emotionally
1: but even in that though it's it's doable. you still enjoy it yeah and you still look at her and you're like you might be crying right now but you're still the most precious thing ever
0: i fully agree i think people weigh like does does that does i don't know the word i feel like people catastrophize no what the hell what is the i feel like people make it seem just so much worse and so much harder and so much scarier than it is Mm -hmm. and it's hard it's it is work but it's so rewarding and joyful and it really is what you choose for it to be if you talk all day about how your baby's terrible and a dictator and so difficult then and you're so miserable then that's what you're going to reap and that's what you're gonna see but if every day you're like wow my baby is growing and oh my gosh they keep waking up because they're in a growth spurt and their brain is so amazing it's changing so much in such a short amount of time and this is such a rewarding gift to be with my little baby and there's just like ways to put it that makes like that's true and it makes it an easier load to carry
1: yeah definitely a a half glass full mentality is very nice and even just uh, this is a little bit more specific to us but the support that we have for each other where if one of us is having a hard day then the other one can step up a little bit or if she's crying like the other night she was crying for nearly two hours because she's teething and she's in a lot of pain and every half hour or so we'd switch off yeah you know one of us would take a 10 minute break and hey let me let me hold her for a little bit let me try and it, you go back and forth and the support that we have for each other has just been a huge blessing and I think has made the whole journey a lot easier
0: yeah I'm really grateful for that you're a really great teammate and I definitely feel like we have an equal burden that we carry and that we care for her really well so I'm glad that you're my partner and you're a really good dad
1: well thank you I appreciate that.
0: So, since you have to get going to your haircut appointment soon, let's chat our last topic about the scariest moment from the last six months. What do you think it is, babe?
1: When I was at work and you called me from the back of an ambulance.
0: (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one.
1: She called me like prior and said, hey, the baby threw up and she's having some issues breathing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, you know try to suck the throat out of her nose or whatever just tilt her up try to burp her try to get it out whatever and just you know be patient with her and, and try to help her best you can so then i'm at work i go about my business it's 10 to 15 minutes later or something like that and i get a second phone call with the baby crying in the background and her saying hey we're in an ambulance we're on our way to kaiser meet us there and that was pretty much it
0: yeah so the baby for the first three months or so of her life had really, really bad reflux to the point where she would throw up her whole feeding after, after feeds probably about once a day. Um, Sometimes twice a day, honestly, where I would get done feeding her and she would projectile vomit out of her mouth and her nose. Sounds like her mom after Thai food. <laughs> <laughs> Runs in the family. She would projectile throw up out of her mouth and her nose, all of her food. And of course it would get all over me, all over the couch. It was just, it was messy. It was frustrating. It was annoying. I, f- I always felt so bad for her. But there was this one day, she was probably about two months old at this point and she threw up. All of her food, like has happened before, but she was leaning back a little bit and kind of got like scared and and breathed it all in, so normally she would kind of throw it up and cough and get it out, but she breathed she breathed it all in i don 't know, and um, it was really stressful because she was like wheezing and couldn 't breathe. And started to kind of, like, change color, even. Um, Started to, like, get really pale and lose her color. And I was like, oh, my God. And I could just hear that when she breathed, it was, like, wet. And so I'm... poppy? No. It was just straight up, like, she swallowed a bunch... Or breathed in a bunch of water. And so I was, like, hitting her back and... Um, just doing everything that I had learned how to do everything to help her trying to use the little suction and it wasn't really working and at this point like it's your first baby you don't really know what's normal what to expect and also I'm not trying to like test it out and be like oh hopefully she's fine she'll start breathing normally soon like Mm -hmm. no, this is terrifying. She can't breathe. She has obviously liquid in her lungs. So at this point I call 911 because, well, no, 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 that's not true. I had tried to call our advice line. Our hospital has like an advice line that you can call and they can tell you like, yeah, you should come in or this is what you should do. But I couldn't get through because it has this stupid automated person that says, are you calling for yourself? press yes or, or say yes. It was like one of those ones, those lines where you have to say your answer to a machine and Olivia's like screaming, choking in the background. So I'm trying to say like, yes, yes, I need a person. And it kept saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you repeat? And I was like, what the fuck? It was really scary. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And so that's why I was like, I guess I'm just gonna call 911 because my baby's choking, she can't breathe and my doctor's office is idiotic so i called them they were obviously very concerned um and called an ambulance which i heard within a couple minutes um the emt people come inside and they take a look at her on the way so i'm on the phone with the person whenever you call like the dispatcher the 911 dispatcher waits on the line with you until the Ambulance gets there. So I'm on the phone with her. She's kind of walking me through like things to try. And it starts to work. So finally, after maybe 10 minutes of her not being able to breathe and kind of changing colors um i'm i'm doing more burping and like hitting not hard obviously but like hitting her back and her in her chest a little bit trying to kind of get her to to get it up and she's choking and coughing more but but liquids coming up so i'm like that's a good sign so by the time the ambulance got here she was pretty much breathing normally still raspy and scared um but a lot better than when it had first happened and so I just kind of told them like can you listen to her they use the stethoscope they say her lungs sound okay um and I was ready to just be like okay well thank you for you know coming and checking out checking it out I would have rather called you and needed you and had you been here on time than not called you at all and regretted it um But they suggested to me that they could take her to the hospital. And I said, I don't know, like it's COVID and I don't, she seems fine, but I'm also nervous about there being any like leftover liquid in her lungs. Like I don't want my baby to get pneumonia, obviously.
1: It's a valid fear.
0: Um, It's called like, uh, what's it called?
1: Pneumococcal pneumonia.
0: Walking drowning, liquid drowning. What's it called? Silent Drowning. It's a thing where you can drown on, like, a little amount of liquid, basically. And, like, hours later, you have pneumonia that crops up. And, and anyways. So I just didn't want to have any issues come up and have her, like, die in her sleep is my biggest fear. Yeah. So immediately I was like, maybe I should get her to an mm-hmm. actual doctor who can call me down and, and tell me, yes, for sure, her lungs are clear. Yes, she's okay. So – because the EMTs can only do so much. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to bother you guys. I'll just drive her in my car and they were like, well, just just know if you drive her in your car, um, you'll have to wait when you get to the emergency room, just like anyone would have to wait. Whereas if you go in, in the ambulance, we, we go in the back door and people coming in and ambulances get priority, so you won't have to wait as long. And then I was like, but what about the cost? Because ambulances can be crazy expensive. And they said, your coverage is probably fine. It probably covers it. I would suggest you come with us. So at that point... They said, Give me your car seat. We're going to strap her into the gurney. And it was really traumatic. And my little sweet baby was, they strapped her tiny little car seat and her tiny little body to the gurney. <laughs> and I have a picture of it, and it's the saddest. Now, it's kind of funny, but it's the saddest, most pathetic, sweet baby picture. Her cheeks are red. She just obviously was crying and went through a lot. She's sitting in her tiny little car seat in the back of this ambulance looking so confused. Oh, Lord Jesus, be with us. It was quite an experience, so... Yeah, we got to the hospital. Eric was freaking out. He got there. He left work and drove to the hospital, but they told him he couldn't come in because of COVID.
1: That was the hardest part for me is you guys are there, and I'm just trying to figure things out. So I show up, and I go to the front, and they're like, hey, what are you here for? And I was like, my baby and my wife came to the hospital, and blah, blah, blah. They're in emergency. They were choking. And he goes, okay, so you can't go in. And I was like, what do you mean I can't go in? And he's like, you can't go in. It's COVID. Nobody else is allowed in there. You and your wife can alternate if you want, but that's it. And so I looked at him and I said, so if my baby's dying and taking her last breath right now, you're okay with me not going in and saying bye to her? Like that's crazy extreme. And I don't want to like sound non-sympathetic to somebody who's gone through that, but it was a very real thought in my head that
0: you just feel helpless. If something
1: was to happen like that, that I, this one guy decides that I can't go be with my baby. And it was killer it hurt so bad
0: yeah it was really hard I tried to keep him updated on text and just telling him that it was okay and that we were waiting and it was just crazy it was really traumatic it was a really busy day at the ER and so they didn't even have a room they sat us in a random chair in a random hallway next to 10 other people in chairs and hallways and I'm trying to not get her to scream she's crying at this point because she's hungry I don't have her breastfeeding pillow it was I don't have a bottle it was just chaos thankfully The doctor cleared her. She got everything done and they found nothing. Her lungs were fine. We went home and had a relaxing night. Tried to kind of unwind from the craziness, but it was just so scary. And like I said, when you're a new parent, you don't really know what you're doing and I told Eric because I felt really silly after all of it and I felt like maybe I didn't need to call them. Maybe I didn't need to go to the hospital, but looking back on the chain of events, like I didn't really have any other options. My doctor's office couldn't be reached. I could have not called them and just assumed the best, but what if something happened to my baby because of my negligence? I would always rather be a parent who is overly observant and overly cautious than a parent who is neglectful and causes harm to my child.
1: I agree. And how much did that ambulance ride end up costing us?
0: Zero dollars.
1: Because we have great coverage.
0: (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) Anyways, that's the drums. Thanks for uh, hanging in. We have really enjoyed the last six months with Liv. You know how I want to finish this podcast so that we can remember later as we're re-listening? Let's talk about, just really quick, a few of Olivia's favorite things. Okay. The dogs. Her hands. The bath.
1: Her little toys.
0: Um, Kicking. Yes.
1: Kicking mama in the face and laughing.
0: Yes. Um. Being able to see out of her stroller if we're like out and about. She wants to see the people and be in the vibe. She, she loves nature. Doesn't want to be covered up. Yes. She's a little party girl.
1: She loves to touch things. She brought me some celery leaves yesterday.
0: <laughs> she loves to like go in the garden and pick the celery and the parsley. She loves her grandma's.
1: Yes. She loves just recognizing people's faces her whenever someone new comes in she just lights up
0: yep she loves when mommy comes home from target
1: she loves when mommy sings
0: she loves when mommy pulls out her boobs
1: she loves farting
0: (laughs) she loves mommy singing and dancing
1: yeah she's just the happiest little baby
0: she's very happy anything else that she likes She likes to try to eat our food off our plate.
1: That's a new thing.
0: (laughs) She wants whatever we're eating. She
1: likes her bottles. She likes trying to hold her bottle. Yep. She likes her binkies. She crawled across her crib. Not crawled. She scooted across her crib to get her binky this morning. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's growing up and we're very excited to be a part of this journey with her.
0: She's the best. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad you boned me that night. (laughs)
1: Yep, Guns N' Roses was good to us. That was our song.
0: Things have escalated so quickly <laughs> since then.
1: Well, we gotta go. I got a haircut and tonight we're making baby number two.
0: Oh my god, no. <laughs> we're going to no. We're gonna go make money in DoorDash.
1: All right. And
0: I'm gonna be comfortable and probably put on grandma panties at like nine PM. So that's not happening. Nothing wrong with that. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.
1: Alright, everybody. See you later.